You know, in our world today, every bit of news, every bit of media comes in short, easy to read snippets, and they seek to get the point across quickly. Now, I like that because I suffer from some attention struggles. Pastor Robert has letters he uses to describe me. I am not under any medication today, I want you to know, and so there's just no telling what's about to happen. I hope that it's G-rated, but it's biblical as well. But we live in a culture that's constantly throwing out information to us in quick, easy, short snippets. They want to get our attention and speak the truth to us quickly. This is great when it comes to breaking news or quotes or quick thoughts. But unfortunately, our minds are becoming rewired to expect all the information around us to be fast and convenient, to be quick. We're in and out. We're a culture today that's trained to, to, to read 140 character tweets. We watch six-second vines. Some of you going, what is he talking about? Talk to somebody under the age of 18. We show someone we care by simply double tapping their photo. And we like them. We're like best friends and just like that. Quick, easy. In fact, there's a recent study that shows that our attention spans are now only about eight seconds. So thanks for coming. You're dismissed. We, I just gave you five weeks of messages right there. Eight seconds. Our generation is apt to always thinking about the next thing. And in turn, like so many of us, we become distracted easily. Amen. I just like to think that I'm advanced and can think about several things at one time. Amen. I read about, as I was getting ready for our time together, I read about there's even one pro football team that is now implementing what they call cell phone breaks into their practices and, and into their meetings every half hour, every 30 minutes. Because studies from the University of Stanford show that millennials, especially, they're too distracted and they really aren't learning anything after that 30-minute threshold. Right. Awesome. This is not just something going on outside the church. It's actually seeped into the way that we read the Bible. Hasn't it? With our phones always in front of us, we can fall into to viewing the word of God as something just to fit into a tweet. Or it's just something to lay over a beautiful mountain landscape on Instagram. That's our Bible reading for the day. We've shifted from reading and being students of the word of God. We, we've shifted from reading the Bible for ourselves to reading maybe some short Bible verse or, or some sort of an opinion that's shared by others on an Instagram or a tweet or just a little quick video that they shoot out. As Christians today, it is easier to, to retweet a, a Bible verse for, for all of our followers to see rather than to spend time half an hour reading the Bible and become more effective follower of Jesus. <laughs> and that's a problem, isn't it? This is a problem. Jesus told us in the book of John, chapter 15, verse 4, I read it. It says this, Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is what, church? Severed from the vine. 
And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Listen, that verse says that we are to remain and abide in Jesus. And the way that we remain in him is through the reading of the word. Now, last week we also talked about because God is a personal God, because he came to us, you and I have direct access to to the Father in heaven. And we can communicate him through a spiritual discipline that is called what? Starts with the letter P and ends with error. Prayer, okay? Prayer. But I want you to know also that for you and I to remain in Christ and to be people that are gonna produce fruit and bear much fruit from him, we cannot negate the priority of Bible study. Are you with me? Getting into the word of God and reading it. I just want to see a show of hands today. Now, don't you lie in church. How many of you could honestly say this week, I have actually opened up my Bible and I've spent time studying it. Anybody? Seven. Awesome. It's great. It's great. We need to be people of the word, not of social media. Just looking for the next tweet to see us through the day. We need to learn to feed ourselves on the bread of life. Are you thirsty this morning? Oh, I'm glad you're here because the one whose name we just sang about Jesus says, oh, if you just read the word, it says, oh, I want to give you water that will quench your thirst forever. Would you like to have that type of beverage? That filling of the spirit of Jesus Christ that changes us. We are called to remain and abide in Jesus. And the way that we remain in him is through scripture. Now this means that the majority of our time with him, this oftentimes we call it quiet time, the majority of that time should be spent not on the words of social media that's in front of us, but the words of God our Father. Church, listen. The Bible is not something we can just scroll through and double tap our favorite parts. It's something that we must read and study and meditate on. And check this out. Then we let it change our life. Do you believe that the word of God can literally change your life? It can. Our daily scripture dose should come before we ever check our phone, before we ever turn on the TV. Listen, we make time for those things that are important to us, don't we? And if the study of God's word is important to you, you will make time for that. For some of us, I mean, we, I look around this room and, and I know that, that there are things that are important to you. And you make, for some of you, your kids are important to you. And praise God for that, you make time for them. Your, your, your spouses are important. In fact, your spouse should be more important to you than your kids, by the way. Let me say that again. Your spouse should be more important to you than your kids. They're going to be gone in 18 years. You said I do to her or him before you, anyway. Your spouse should be more important to you than your kids. You make time for them. You spend time with them if it's important. We know that for some people, especially around here in the hill country, 
We're meat eaters. Like meat. Hunting's important. Fishing's important, right? We make time for those things if it's important. I look around this room and I see for some of you, working out's important. You make time for that. Cheerleading's important. You make time for that. The Christmas parade last night was important. That's why some of you showed up at 7.30 yesterday morning to put your chair out on Main Street. Don't you love Bernie? Man, just put your chair out there. No one ever just puts their car out on Main Street with the doors open at 7.30 in the morning. It could, I I don't know, but we make time for the, what would happen? What would happen if Bible study became more of a priority in our lives and more important to us? Now, Sean, here's what I know. We'd start making time for it. We'd start making time for it. It'd be a priority, and you make time for those things that are important to you. Listen, week number four in this journey, if you missed it, you need to listen online. It's a great message. I know. I know it's good. We talked about the Bible. And we made a series of statements that talked about we believe that the Bible is relevant for our lives. We believe that the Bible holds answers to the everyday problems we face in life. We believe that the Bible is the inspired authority. It's the word of God. We believe those things, right? Why would we not make time to read it? Listen, when you read the Bible, you're going to find God speaking to you. When you read God's word, you're going to find guidance and direction. Just as we sang in the song that Brianna wrote, it was that not incredible? Listen, you're going to be able to say, I heard it first when it's big one day. I was there. I was there. It said it, love. And you know, the Bible is big, really, it's just a love letter. It's a story of God's great love for us. He created a great place for us. We screwed it up. And so therefore he had to do something to love us and bring us back to him. Amen. Just a series of letters of love. But it guides us. The psalmist writes, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It guides. If we believe that, oh, would we not want to indulge ourselves more? Listen. For those of you that are here today and you've never cracked the Bible, I want you to know something. I believe that the Bible holds the key to abundant living for you. You're here today searching for purpose. It's found within the covers of the Bible. I believe, so, I believe in the concordance and the maps. All of it is good for you. You need it all. It's all good. You looking for hope? Mm, speaks to it. Isaiah, the prophet, foretold of the hope that would come to a dark and desolate time in the nation of Israel. And all hope has come. He was born in a manger. His name is, yes, Emmanuel, God with us. Do you read the word of God? You know, the word of God throughout history has been important to his people. And even back in the time of the Old Testament, children of Israel weren't, weren't, weren't blessed with us by, by having 27 copies of the Bible or having it on their, their, their phone or, or at a, a drop. I mean, they, they, they were so dependent on, on listening to people speak it. Moses did bring down a couple of a tablets that had 10 of God's commands written on it one day. But the word of God was so important to them. The gathering together and having people speak the word, they quoted it, they recited it in their coming and their going. They were to think about it and meditate it. The scripture says in Deuteronomy, they were to instruct it and plant it in the hearts of their children. The word of God has always been a big deal. Even in the New Testament, you read 
that the explosion of the early church, they devoted themselves to the teaching and the preaching of the word of God. Oh, do you study the Bible? For some of you right now, that word study just causes you to break out in hives because most of us, we don't like to study. Parents, you got kids that have been like that sometimes. I don't know how I made it through school. I really don't. I don't. I didn't like that. But, but I'm telling you, you're missing out whenever you don't. T- do you know? Do you know that you don't have to just wait on Sundays to study and read the Bible? Do, do, do you know that you don't even need me? Some of you going, hey, I heard that. Somebody said amen. Thank you. It's all right. It's all right. You don't. Do you know that you have the opportunity daily to open up the Word of God and study it, read it, let it transform your life? How do you study the Word of God? How do you study the Bible? I want to share some things with you this morning real quick, kind of rapid fire, because if we're going to be people of the Word, we're going to be people that get in the Word. Amen? Amen. We're not just going to be able to just let a pastor, you know, give us a 30-minute pep talk and get us through the week. No, there's so much that God wants to speak to you daily. And if you'll just open his word, I'm telling you, there's so much that he has for you. How do you study the Bible? Let me share some things with you that I have found helpful. Some things that might encourage you or give you maybe just a new, for some of you, maybe you just need a new kickstart. Maybe you need something fresh or exciting or different. Here's something. First of all, why don't you find a reading plan? that allows you to know where you're going, and then set some goals to achieve along the way. We're people of goals. We are people that like to have direction. We like to, to know where we're going. You know, when I, when I first started, started reading the Bible when I was younger, probably middle school and, and high school years, and by the way, I love youth ministries and youth pastors that teach the importance of God's word, even to students, to teenagers. You need to know that right now your kids are getting the same message. It's probably better because Luke Skywalker's, I think, no, Han Solo is speaking this morning. In, in NT Kids. He is. It's absolutely incredible. I think I saw Princess Leia. It's awesome. I just had a moment this morning. Star Wars. But, but when I first started reading God's Word, I, I just didn't have a plan. I would randomly open it up and just place my fingers somewhere. And, and I'm telling you, after about three days, I gave up. And what I found is I was just, and so many of us, we're just kind of like jumping all over the, 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 the radar, jumping all over the, the map when it comes to, to a, we need a plan. There's no rhyme or reason to, to, to so many of us when it comes to, to our reading of God's word. Each of us needs to figure out what's going to work for us. For some of you, maybe you make a, a decision in January, I'm going to read the Bible through a year. In a year, I'm going to read God's word. For some of you, maybe it's two or three years. Uh, For some of you, I want to read the Bible through in the next three hours. I don't know, whatever, but we make so many commitments, and that might work for you. But for some of you, like, man, I just don't know what to do. Uh, You know, maybe maybe it's just starting with a a book of the Bible. Maybe it's um, a chapter of Proverbs a day. That's one of the first things that I was taught is Proverbs has 31 days, as do most of our months in our calendar year. Whatever day of the month it is, just read that chapter of Proverbs, and it's good stuff. There's wisdom there. Talk about wise living and foolish living. You want to know if you're wise or foolish? Read Proverbs, and it it might just cut you a little bit, but it's good reading. 
For some of you, you just don't know. Hey, listen, can I just tell you today? Hey, we, maybe it's a devotional book, and we, we have these. And, and by the way, here's the deal. Today, you can grab a devotional book at guest services, and they're free. If you don't get one today, I'm going to charge you 50 bucks next week. Okay? So if you want one, if you need a plan, a devotional book, they're free today. You get one. Man, just something. But we need to have a plan. Hey, here's another thing. Find a time and a place that is consistent and allows you to have time to yourself and with the Lord. Now, this may seem intuitive to, to, to some of you, but, but we oftentimes plan certain aspects of our day. But what we oftentimes don't do is plan when we're going to study the word of God. How many of you, if you were to pull out your phone right now or your planner, you know, my wife has this new planner, washi tape. Do you may know what the heck is washi tape? She's needing washi tape to get her organized and plan and all these. Cu- I, I, we went Christmas shopping this week to buy stuff for this church, make this house look good. She wants to go in that little section just, just to pulling curtain back. This is peeking into the house of the pastor. We, 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 she said, I just need a little bit of time. And it's that section in, 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 in Hobby Lobby or Michael's where they have just these packets of all these little stickers and, and just little washi tapes and, and cutesy things. I'm going, I just need garland. I don't need, my head hurt. Some of you have to have, how many of you have it planned out in your washi tape planner book or on your phone or th- you know right now what time Bible study is for you each and every day? How, anybody? Not many. But most of us already know where we're meeting somebody for lunch tomorrow. We've already scheduled that. A lot of us know that when our workout's going to be tomorrow, we've already set up that appointment with the coach. A lot of us know where we're going to I was with somebody yesterday Say, hey, listen, if you want to know where I'm at Monday through Friday between this hour and this hour, I'm taking a nap. Praise Jesus for naps. Let's bring back the art of siesta. Amen. Here's the deal. We map out so many things in life, don't we? But, but if we believe that Bible study is important, it might just be a little prudent for us to map it out and schedule it. Here's what happens in my life. If I don't, it ain't going to happen. It ain't. I know that's not appropriate English or grammar. But, but for so many of us, if it's, we need to see the plan. We need to, to plan out. Listen, if you're not intentional about spending time with God, you won't spend time with God. You have to be intentional about it. But for so many of us, our lunch appointment is more important to scheduling that time with our Savior. Getting our kid to this or that. Or for some of us, oh, it's the finals of The Voice. And we need to make sure that nothing else, it's the Christmas light, night light fight or whatever. We just have to, hey, schedule time. Hey, here's another thing. Why don't you find a way to journal your thoughts and prayers, your reflections, maybe what the text is saying to you. One of the things I do like about Facebook, in fact, it popped up today. I just saw it earlier. Dave, you're going to play for a long time because I'm running behind. Here we go. That's all right. Give me some Snuggy music. All the big time preachers have an organ boy. Come on. Give me some Hammond B3. Got some Hammond B3. Yeah, come on, give me. Yeah, but you need to turn it down because it's not about you right now, Dave. It's about the word of God. Just softly, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. Come home. It's really good to be able to go back and journal, see where God, just as we sang about in the desert, maybe you've been in the desert and you can go back and track and see what God, how he delivered you in that moment in your life. 
For some of you, you're reading the word of God and you say, oh man, this is where I'm at. I'm in a deep, dark place. Or maybe there was a time to celebrate. I'm telling you, journaling and writing down what God's saying to you in the text is a great way for us to go back a time removed from that and just see how God was faithful as Brianna challenged us with. For some of you, hey, what if you found a way to take what you read with you? You know, even today, if you go to Israel, you'll find some, some people that are, that are Orthodox walking around with little leather boxes tied around their forehead. They're called phylacteries. And they would, they would write the word of God, probably the Torah is placed inside of that. And their thought was, I want to take the word of God with me wherever I go. Maybe we could start selling those at guest services too for five bucks. Just have people put the Bible just, or we just go full size. Let's just do this. Just walk around. Would this cause people to think, I, I like this image but they just want to take the word of God with them. Hey, maybe there's a verse of scripture you land on. Maybe there's a phrase to a song. Maybe there's something that you read in God's word that's just a way for you to take it with you throughout the day. The psalmist writes, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's this idea that I've got the word of God with me. I've studied it. I've read it. I know it. And no matter what I face or where I go, Oh, I know from the word of God how I need to respond in this given moment. Does that make sense to anybody in here? I love this. Read the Bible for transformation, not information. Listen, there's nothing wrong with information, but I'm telling you, the word of God wants, it can transform and change a person's life. Listen, the Bible is a fascinating book. There is no question about it. Even even if you're coming today and you're coming from a completely atheistic perspective, listen, there is so much historical and cultural significance. There there are some incredibly action-packed sequences. I mean, there's stories about shepherds with rocks and hitting dudes in the head, lopping them off, walking around town with it. Dude, that's cool. It's in there read it. But if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, listen, don't read the Bible just for information. Read it for transformation. James chapter 1 verses 22 to 24 says, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and you don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, but you walk away and you forget what you look like. Just about every verse in God's word contains something that can transform your life. You here today looking for hope? It's in there. Did you come into this house today with some sort of a relationship struggle or issue, maybe between your spouse or with your kids or with the neighbor whose dog just barks all night? I'm telling you, there's an answer for that. Now, it's not a rock and slingshot for your neighbor's dog, but there's an answer somewhere in Scripture about patience and long-suffering and whatever. Does that make sense? I love what it says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, for the Word of God is alive and powerful sharper than the two-edged sword, the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between our soul and spirit, between the joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So important to get in the Word of God. 
For some of you, maybe you need to use a different translation. Maybe you're still holding on to that kid's Bible that you got in third grade. Or maybe you've got a version that's just hard for you to understand because they really wrote and it's, it's written in a language that people just don't use today. I, I preach primarily from the New Living Translation. I like it. I like the message translation. Maybe sometimes just changing it up a little bit to kind of get a different view or a modern translation. Maybe that will help you and bring the Word of God to life in you. And then lastly, I would just say this. Try to find an environment where there's not many distractions. For me, that's really hard because I'm easily distracted. Squirrel, I mean, I'm just, just distracted all the time. I'm telling you, we are reading the life-giving Word of God and the purpose of it, and we're studying it to change our lives. You need to find a place where there's no media going on. I know that you might be able to multitask when it comes to kids, you doing your homework, or parents when you're paying your bills. But I'm telling you, when you're reading the Word of God, I just think it's important for you to be still and quiet so that you can let the Word of God change your life. Listen, whatever your method ends up being, would you just simply try to fill your mind with the things of God? And here's the deal. What we read in the Word of God, it should impact our lives, not just our Twitter feeds. It needs to change our lives. And so God, that's my prayer for people in this house that we would be students of the word, that we would study your word, O Lord, that we would allow your word to change us, to transform us and make us new. God, that we would see ourselves a little bit differently in your light as a study of your word. God, let us be students of the Bible. Guide us. It's a compass. It's a light into our path. It's rain in a desert. It's a love story, Father, of how much you love us. Oh, God, let us not miss out on the word.